0: Zen Parenting Radio number 153. Hello. Hello. My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio, episode number 153. That was our daughter who opened up the show. Which one? JC Bird. Even I'm, though we haven't recorded it yet. I was
1: going to say, I didn't hear it.
0: I'm going to do it after the fact. Got it. It's it's called the magic of post-production.
1: Yes, editing.
0: That I'm an expert at. So okay. Zen Parenting Radio, uh, this is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom, that's you, sweetie, and a logical and practical dad, that's me. We have three daughters, ages six, eight, and ten, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better...
1: You, but that'd be six, nine,
0: and ten. Oops. Sorry, Cameron. I'm going to make a note. Okay. Middle daughter is now nine. Yes. Got it. Check. (laughs) My quote that I stole from somebody, who did I steal from? Daniel Siegel. Thank you, Daniel Siegel. The best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. So, topics of the week. You ready? Yes. Heroes? Yes. And forgiveness? Yes. Anything else? Big and little forgiveness. Big and little.
1: There's big forgiveness,
0: and then there's little forgiveness. I'm going to give an example of big forgiveness. But first, I want to... Uh, give a shout out to somebody who gave us a review. Oh good. I'm not gonna read the review. Did
1: it show up? You it were showed worried up. that things weren't showing up. Okay. It
0: showed up December fourth. Uh, prana Girl.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: Um she said it's my favorite podcast. Aww. She gave us five stars. Thank you. She says this is this podcast is by far my favorite. And then she goes on to say a bunch of wonderful things about us. Thank you, Prana Girl. To boast our ego. Sweetie, you know what Prana is, right? Prana is something that has to do with yoga breathing. It's breath. I knew it. God, I'm good. Yes. So most likely she is a yoga
1: teacher or yoga student or just a lover of yoga.
0: And this is the second week in our four-week series of Christmas movie lines. Oh, great. What movie? I just thought I found a way to to fit in. You'll never fit in. Who's talking? Oh, I love him. Who? I don't even. I mean, I know. That's Herbie. Herbie. Who's Herbie? Herbie Hancock? Don no, Knotts? No, not Herbie Hancock. That's Herbie. Or Herbie. is it Her- No. You know what, Todd? It might be Hermie. It says Hermie here. Yes,
1: it's Hermie. Who's Hermie? Hermie is from um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and he's a misfit. Why am I such a misfit?
0: I've seen that movie a bunch of times, but I don't even... I get... All the Christmas movies kind of blend together for me.
1: Well, Hermie and Rudolph end up becoming friends, and they decide to leave together. And then the Abominable is kind of chasing them a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then Hermie wants to be a dentist. So he takes out the Abominable's teeth, and then he's all right.
0: Goodbye, Hermie. Whatever a dentist is, I hope someday that you're the greatest. Thanks, Rudolph. Um... I gotta watch it again because I don't remember what happened. Well, the
1: reason Rudolph. Is it like an
0: hour? How long is Rudolph? Uh, I think it's an hour with commercials. I think that
1: um, her, Rudolph has to leave Hermie because his nose is giving them away because the Abominable can see. Are Rudolph's you confusing
0: snows. this with Pinocchio? No. Whose no. nose? Rudolph's nose. Rudolph.
1: Hello. What How's does Rudolph have?
0: A red nose. Okay. So, and abom- I know he's a reindeer. He is.
1: The Abominable can see his red nose through the snowstorm and. He he's giving them away, and he's they're also with Cornelius.
0: You know what's funny? Is what? I'm going to kind of just be Ebenezer Scrooge here. <laughs> okay. In Rudolph, uh-huh. that nose really isn't that bright um yeah it is no it's not it's it's almost it's as bright as any other thing in the scene
1: well you've got to suspend belief Todd, right. it's not about how bright it is it's the fact that he <laughs> like, has a red nose like
0: they should just make it like blazingly bright
1: okay first of all this movie was created like <laughs> eighty thousand years ago second of all he doesn't have a black nose he has a red nose and you know what's, i got that okay
0: you want to know
1: what's funny about that you and i have watched this before and you're forgetting because the, the dad and santa are so mean about uh, his red nose isn't there a
0: coach there too yeah his coach is like
1: I'm go home with your folks
0: from now on gang we won't let rudolph join in any reindeer games right? <laughs> right, right, right,
1: right i mean whatever really mean really mean and santa does something too where he's like oh do something about that nose <laughs> Like, nobody's nice. Santa
0: is not – would not – in that movie, is not a good businessman because he doesn't realize his assets. Well, he does at the end. Oh. Why doesn't he realize it in the beginning?
1: Because he just – at the beginning, everyone just thinks that Rudolph is different and therefore they don't want to play with him. He can't play any reindeer games because he's different. But then at the end, Santa's like, there's a storm and he can't get through.
0: All of a sudden, Santa has issues in this movie. (laughs) I mean, where is Santa? Where is the compassionate side of Santa? Oh, now all of a sudden, Santa needs something, right? And he befriends Rudolph. Well, and I got the, issues with Santa.
1: Let's 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 forgive Santa because okay. we're talking about forgiveness and recognize that he woke up and he became aware that Rudolph had something to offer, regardless of if he was the dif- if he was different or the same.
0: I want to start with. Um, forgiveness
1: okay instead of heroes
0: yeah okay are you okay with that sure are you are you gonna forgive me for reading some of this thing i will thank you this i don't know where i saw it but this was uh, facebook a man who mugged a stranger outside this is a real story a man who mugged a stranger outside new york's american museum of natural history in the late 1970s has apologized to his victim after accidentally finding him on facebook 35 years later wow uh, this guy named Michael Goodman, he was browsing a Facebook post about the closing of this bagel shop in New York uh, when he saw another guy named Cloud Soful, his mugging victim. So Michael sees Cloud's name. Michael has had Cloud's name. His name's Cloud? Cloud. Okay. C-L-A-U-D-E. Okay. Among the commenters. And Goodman, the, so the, the the bad guy, Goodman, who, uh, who mugged this guy
1: uh-huh.
0: from, from the late Isn't 70s. Isn't
1: that Claude? Not Cloud.
0: Cloud. It's Claude. And I'm Cindy Lauper.
1: <laughs> that's Claude.
0: He so Goodman okay, I you're right. It's okay, Claude. Okay. Cloud. <laughs> Who knows? Are
1: you putting on an accent for us?
0: That's right. It's my accent. I don't know what <laughs> it is. It breaks
1: is. through sometimes.
0: He this guy now lives in Hawaii, but he publicly apologized in the comments section and he says, you may not remember this. But a long time ago, I walked up to the steps of the Museum of Natural History one afternoon, trying to look like a tough guy. I've never forgotten the incident or your name. It has sort of haunted me a bit throughout my life. Then here I am, reading about my favorite bagel store in the in the world closing down, and whose name do I see but yours? Finally, I can say I am very sorry that you had to go through that crap that day long ago. I wish it never happened. But it did.
1: Coincidence?
0: Exactly. So the guy who got mugged, Safo, said, uh, he wrote back, clearly you're a bigger man today. Memory is a funny thing. I recognize your name now as well. Any man who draws a line for himself and says, today I step forward for myself, my family, humanity is a hero to me. So let us now jointly put this in its proper place behind us.
1: You got to do some clapping for that.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Thank you, sweetie. Um, up. So I don't know. That's just an amazing yeah. story.
1: Well, there, you know, it, there's two parts to it. Obviously that a, there's so many parts to it that this boy, um, when he was very young, he, for whatever reason, he was going through some things. I think it actually says that he was trying to prove to people, um, that he was He's trying to be a, a tough guy. Yeah. yeah. He was trying to prove to people. So he went up to, uh, you know, mug this guy and he did get in trouble for it um, but he felt awful about it mm-hmm. afterwards and he's been carrying that with him for 35 years so coincidentally he sees a picture of the guy and he gets this opportunity to say he's sorry and again that doesn't change everything it doesn't mean it didn't happen but it gives him an opportunity to take responsibility and to to offer his heart to this mm-hmm. person and this person because this person obviously has an open heart was able to accept the apology and say I see you, because mm-hmm. that's really what he's saying: is I recognize that you made a choice a long time ago, and you are a different man today.
0: Well, what's funny is Michael, look. Cloud, I'm going to stick with Cloud. It's Claude. Cloud. It's not Cloud. Probably forgot about this and he's not carrying it around.
1: No, but did he? Because, Todd, I don't know. I mean, know. not
0: forgot, forgot, but yeah. the one who has been poisoned by this incident is not. Totally. Is not Cloud. I agree. Cloud.
1: <laughs> I, I totally agree. The one who has been carrying around potentially more pain is the perpetrator yeah. because he's the one who's had to carry the guilt. and But. I think when you've been a victim of a violent crime um, or a potentially violent crime, mm-hmm. I don't think that's something that goes away.
0: Right? No, I. Yeah, I don't mean to underestimate or yeah. undervalue that, but I just, I don't know. Who knows how traumatizing this incident was. But But
1: it was a big forgiveness. It was. And it was uh, a big thing to acknowledge because, you know, this guy uh, who asked for forgiveness, Michael Goodman, he didn't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to. He could have just moved on and said and been too afraid. Um, But he stepped forward. And I think that that's, you know, we've talked about forgiveness on the show before. And we've talked about how um, forgiveness is. Is not about making sure that the other person accepts your apology, um, even though this guy Claude did. It's about taking responsibility for what you did, said, um, whatever it is, and releasing that. Right. You know, it's it's acknowledging that behavior, and um, that sets you free.
0: Right. Um, will you help me with the two monks story? Sure. So, because this goes along with that story, I would say two monks are walking down. Let me,
1: let me, I know exactly what you're going to, the story you're going to tell, but I want to think for a second about... Um,
0: yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I'll start it out. So two monks are just chilling out, walking from one place to another. Monks, monks chill. They come to a river and they find this woman who mm-hmm. can't get to the other side because the current, she's worried that the current might take her.
1: And the monks have taken an oath of um, obviously being quiet, but also of- No touching no women. No touching, yeah.
0: Right. So the younger one just kind of scoffs at her because he's like, listen, man, I'm a monk and I am I can't touch you, so- Sorry, Charlie. I'm out of here.
1: Is that what he was thinking? Yeah, he said sorry, okay. Charlie.
0: Even though her and name wasn't friend. Charlie, it was Mary.
1: Even though he had taken an oath of silence, exactly. Okay,
0: he 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 esped it. Okay. over that he way. Esped it. Okay. So then, um, the older, more wise monk didn't didn't skip a beat, and he picked this woman up and carried her across the river. So then, the two monks carried on, and they walked for another few hours. And uh, finally, the younger monk is so agitated at what had just happened. He's like, I can't believe what you just did. We took this oath and you just, you're just you screwing everything up. And what does the older monk say to, to the younger monk? He
1: said, I put that woman down several miles ago, but it looks like you have not.
0: You're still carrying her. You're still carrying her. Right. So what's the idea? What's the moral behind well, that? Well,
1: I think that this is kind of where Todd and I wanted to go with forgiveness today to kind of take you on a different path is that forgiveness... You know, well, let me just go to the monk story real quick. The whole idea of that is that a lot of times we carry things around past when, um, past the time that it's necessary. Meaning, it's already happened. Um, we, you know, we've already made that choice, and after we acknowledge that, we can let it go and move on. Mm-hmm. If you don't let it go and move on, then you are in suffering. Right. The definition of suffering. Is. is
0: not accepting what is yeah
1: not accepting that it already happened mm. it's what is it's gone and i think a lot of us um make choices or do things and even if it maybe wasn't the best choice like maybe it's something that we needed to ask forgiveness for or maybe it's something that you know we can learn from we continue to carry it around and feel that heaviness and keep repeating it over in our brains as if we're somehow going to change it. And one of, um, uh, Oprah talks about one of the best definitions of forgiveness that she ever heard, and it was from a psychologist who was on her show like in the 90s, was um, forgiveness is accepting that the past can't be different. Mm. Okay? So once you accept that the past can't be different, I mean, you could say, well, it should have been different, but it's already gone. It already happened. It's done. And so once we have that, that understanding, we can, if we need to, ask for forgiveness if we need it or, you know, uh, talk about it with someone so we can get it out of our system because there may be some energy that needs to be released, but then we need to let it go and move on or else we carry it around like that monk
0: did. Do you want to hear Mark Twain's theory on forgiveness? Uh-oh. Forgiveness <laughs> is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel That has crushed crushed it. it. Wayne Dyer loves to say that
1: one. And Todd and I laugh about that quote because we've seen Wayne Dyer speak a lot and that one, that quote always comes up.
0: You know what Gandhi Um, said about it? What? Let's hear it. The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong.
1: Well, beautiful. Let's hold on to that one for a second. This guy, this guy who asked Claude, not Cloud, for forgiveness, Michael Goodman, it takes a strong person to look someone in the eye or, I mean, I know this is Facebook, but to Approach someone in some way and say, I did this and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. What we would prefer to do in this society, it tends to seem like. Hold on. Hold on or point fingers and blame and make up excuses to why something happened. Mm. Don't you feel like that happens a lot?
0: Yeah. We justify it so we don't have to do any work.
1: And you know, in my I actually just finished my college class. Yay! Um, for the semester, the kids. Yay! I just submitted my grades for the semester, so I'm done. I can check that off the list till January. But one of the things that I I have the kids sign a contract at the beginning of the semester. And one of the things that's on there, it's like number three, is please do not blame and please do not tell me excuses to why things happened. Just take responsibility for what happened and then we can move forward. Mm -hmm. If you didn't turn in something on time, there may be a million reasons. Um, And, you know, if it's something like you got in a car accident, okay, but if it's this and that and the computer and the printer, it doesn't really matter. It just didn't get turned in and you have to take responsibility for it. Students who are able to do that, um, they're going to fight. like I was just struggling over a few people's grades today, and if someone took responsibility for the behavior, believe me, they would get bumped up the positive way. Yeah,
0: just, yeah, just face the fire. Face it. Okay. Um, first uh, partner I want to talk about is uh-huh. Helping Hands Maid Services. They do um, all our cleaning in our house. They They do do an amazing job. They do. And they come here once a month. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like a weekly thing if you don't want to, if you don't have that type of finances available. But once a month, deep cleaning, that's all we do.
1: The things that I don't want to do, you know, like the shower and Mm. the, you know, that kind of stuff where it's like, it's not on my list. Mm -hmm. I, I love vacuuming, as you know. I know you do. I love to vacuum. You're a vacuum
0: freak. I love to suck up those dust bunnies. I know you do, even though we have a bunny. So don't suck up.
1: I did try to do that that one day. The remember, G-man. Uh, Greeley was shedding, so I thought I'd vacuum his back,
0: and that didn't
1: work out so Shocking well. Shocking, he
0: didn't like that. Oh
1: my gosh, he was so angry. He might have thumped at me.
0: Yes, he, like he's been doing. He's yes, been he's eating been the. Uh, at us the
1: Christmas, tree. Christmas
0: wrapping stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, if anybody gets a present from me and it's like chewed open.
0: It's because of the G-Man. And right now I'm putting blame on Greeley. So their number is 630-530-1324. 630-530-1324 helpinghandsmadeservices.com Okay. Um, do we have anything else regarding forgiveness?
1: Yeah, since it's the holidays, you know, we're like right in the middle of December here. Um, the reason we You to-
0: wouldn't mind my red nose? I wouldn't. Not if you don't mind me being a Dentist. Is that Hermie? That's it's Hermie. A
1: deal. They made a Where's deal. Where's Cornelius?
0: Um, this guy. Marsh. There oh,
1: he you is. North, Marsh.
0: That a bumble snowman? I don't know. He's not very scary. He to me. is the cutest little guy in yeah. the world. He's one of my
1: favorite is little he, characters. Is he friendly
0: or no? Not initially
1: because he's got those teeth. Ooh. But then um, Cornelius calls him a bumble.
0: And it sets him off? No.
1: It's just – do you remember when the abominable snowman falls down into that pit and everyone thinks he's dead? Mm -hmm. And then Cornelius says something about Bumble's bounce. He didn't really die. He bounced. Thank goodness. Yes.
0: I think of King Kong and uh, the snowman, the abominable (laughs) – say it again abominable abominable mm-hmm. that's a lot of syllables it is it's a tough word abominable that's uh-huh. five uh-huh. it seems like it's seven or eight though mm-hmm. abominable yeah it's i don't know if say. i could spell it you don't spell it son you eat it
1: <laughs> 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 so yours banana fingers hello banana finger <laughs> got to find that. I know. Will you Will you find it? I'll do my best. That's from one of our podcasts from like two months ago, and it made me laugh really
0: hard. Really hard. So go ahead and go into forgiveness. <laughs>
1: okay. So what I was going to say is since we're in the middle of December and we're talking about forgiveness um, is that there are the big forgivenesses, you know, the really old um, things that we did that maybe we haven't taken responsibility for yet or the big mistakes that we made that are a little more difficult to confront. But every day we can do little forgivenesses, and that means if we – make a poor choice or we're late for a meeting or we, um, you know, don't show up for something or, um, we give
0: any examples.
1: Yeah, I, I am.
0: (laughs) No, I mean a personal example.
1: Um, like, uh, when I forgot to pick up Skylar or when I'm getting the girls to, um, like on Friday, I was trying to get them to stage play on time and we were still a few minutes late and to instead of for the rest of the afternoon say, oh, my God, I can't believe I was late or, oh, you know, I'm so angry about this. Just say it happened. It's done. And, um, you know, I'm going to let it go. And letting it go doesn't mean you condone and say, well, I don't care. You know, I'm going to be late next week, too. It means that you're going to move forward and use your energy for other things rather than beating yourself down. How's that? I like it. So I think every day we can practice little forgivenesses mm-hmm. because what's the alternative? It's suffering. Mm-hmm. And of course- So why do
0: we? most of us choose to suffer?
1: Because we've been told to feel guilty about things. Um, a lot of times we were parented that way, mm-hmm. that we must feel guilt and that the only way that we think um, that we can make up for our um, poor choices is by carrying it around and feeling guilty and then therefore we somehow get- let off the hook, but we're really, other people may let us off the hook, but we're not letting ourselves off the hook. And let me be clear here, because I think I said this, but I'll say it again. I don't mean that we don't care and that we walk around being late and being disrespectful and, you know, making mistakes all the time. It means that...
0: It's not like you have a disregard for for the system that we all live in. No,
1: but it means that when things happen, because they do, They just do.
0: Life is messy.
1: That we deal with it. Maybe we have a good emotional response to it. Maybe we have a good cry. Maybe we have a good you know, hit our pillow a little bit. Maybe we talk to someone about it. Maybe we figure out a new plan. If we're late all the time, we need to get up earlier. You know, we can always figure that out. But then we let go of what already happened. Or else what do we end up doing? It's like what we did with the BU girls. Mm -hmm. We had them put on a backpack and then we kind of put in, you know, put bricks in the backpack. And those were like uh, those signified mistakes or things we had said or things we had done. And if we don't let go of them, they end up, holding us down. Right. They end up making us heavy. Mm-hmm. And every day we can let go of little mistakes and keep ourselves
0: light. Well, that especially happens as parents. Like we just kind of let all these things happen throughout the day and we just kind of pile them on. And yeah. then all of a sudden our daughter is asking us a question in a way that we don't like, then we completely have an outburst towards her.
1: Yeah. And, and it's it, because we didn't let go of our own stuff. And
0: our response does not... Um, it's not equal to the stimulant.
1: Right. You know what
0: I mean? Like all she did was ask for a glass of milk, but she didn't ask for it the right way. So all of a sudden I get really mad.
1: We're so heavy because of something we we did or didn't do that we end up, like Todd said, taking it out on other people. Right. So you understand that forgiving yourself, little forgivenesses is, is of course about self-love and about treating yourself well, but it then it's about other people, too, right. because then if you can let go and not suffer, right. then other people get the best of you. Right. So it's as is everything. Everything's oneness. We're all connected. So taking care of yourself and forgiving yourself allows you to move forward in peace. Hello, banana finger. <laughs> you just got to save that one so it's ready to go.
0: I know. So that should be on our weekly yes. thing. I just Hello, look. banana finger. Hello, banana finger. We say that so
1: much around the house that the girls even say it
0: sometimes. Mm-hmm. True that. Um, so what are we doing?
1: So is that good? Are we done with forgiveness? I'm,
0: I'm I'm forgiving myself if I'm not done.
1: Okay. Well, I forgive myself for not having anything else to say about forgiveness. Very good. We ready to move on to the next topic?
0: First, I want to talk about Dr. Kelly. Okay. Because guess what happened last week? You had a headache. Headache. Two days.
1: I that, had a headache. That's Kathy. This
0: big. That's Kathy territory. Yeah. You always have these three-day lingering headaches. They're not three days. Sometimes day three. Day and a half. So... I'm not used to that. So this happened on Friday mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this sucks. And then Saturday I woke up, still had it. Yeah. So I went to Dr. Kelly. Yeah. Um, she's a chiropractor. She's a good chiropractor. And people think of just adjusting your back because you have a back or a neck, but no, she helps with headaches. And she noticed that my tailbone was out. Right. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Right. But I believe her. You weren't in alignment. I trust her, right? So she actually worked on me probably twice as long as she usually does, and it didn't go away in that moment. But a few hours later, I rested and it was gone. That's
1: right. And so, like Todd said, headaches, earaches. If you have a fever, if you have, you know, if you feel like you your, your immune system is down, these are all things that have to do with
0: alignment. And Dr. Kelly's better explaining how and why it works so well for sure. But um, I believe in it. Oh, for sure. And I used to be a. Pretty naysayer. Yeah. A say nayer.
1: A say nayer.
0: So so they're a partner of ours uh, and they're doing that EFT workshop on December 14th. And I will be
1: there for sure. We have it on the calendar. So it's Saturday. It's this Saturday. Yep. It's at 10 a.m.
0: Saturday, December 14th.
1: And you need to call them to reserve your spot. So can you give that phone number again?
0: 630 941 8733. EFT. What does EFT stand for? Um,
1: emotional Freedom Technique. It's it's like a release um,
0: of... It's um it's, it's, a, it's a it's a workshop to help you with stress, right? It's like
1: energy release. Mm-hmm. And acupuncture is one way you can do it. Obviously, chiropractic, any kind of body work. And EFT is something that you can do on yourself. You can also do it with your children and teach your children how to do it. And so this one is, I think, focused on parents. Um, I'm excited. It's for so.
0: parents and kids, though. Kids oh, can Oh, kids come. can go? Yeah.
1: Really? That's what it says. Are you going to be with the girls that morning? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring them with me. All right. I didn't realize they could go.
0: For parents and kids. All
1: right. December 14th, four
0: one eighty seven thirty three. Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Dr. Kelly, support her. Go to the workshop. Get your back adjusted by her. All right. All right. Um, so now let us go over to-
1: nah, we'll- we'll call him Rudolph Rudolph
0: is a lovely name Rudolph Eh, good enough
1: that's when Rudolph was born I think Donner is his dad
0: no Donner so Rudolph's dad is Donner yeah I think so what about Blitzen it's not Blitzen what about Cupid
1: is it Cupid
0: what about Comet
1: and blitzen?
0: What about cucumber?
1: Um, his girlfriend Clarice
0: uh, is oh, Clarice.
1: Clarice, from not Silence Clarice of the Starling. No. Okay. Clarice from Rudolph. She's somebody's daughter, but I don't remember
0: whose. Don't call me daughter. I'm not gonna sing that with you. Why not?
1: I'm just not in the mood to sing Pearl Jam right now.
0: That's your problem. I can't
1: get that low as Eddie.
0: Eddie does get low, doesn't he? Does. He does.
1: He's just, he's kind of mumbling sometimes. All he does is sing vowels.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> ooh, uh, uh, I'm sure hey, I shouldn't rip on Eddie.
1: No, he, I love him. I mean, awesome. I, I'm not dissing. I'm just saying I can't sing like him.
0: Hey, nobody can as and far as true, I'm concerned. True blue. Um, okay. okay. So let's talk about heroes. Okay.
1: So yesterday I, Todd, um, or let me start this way. A couple weeks ago, Todd and I were talking about- <laughs> Empty room. See, this is higher.
0: This is at Lollapalooza. <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Eddie.
1: So a few weeks ago, Todd and I were talking about uh, the 60 minutes we saw about the pledge. Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates and Warren Buffett have created this uh, system called the pledge where they ask billionaires to give away 50% or more of what they have. um, Either during
0: their lifetime or Upon, in their will. Yeah, in their will.
1: Uh philanthropic type things. And you know, the gist of it is is as Warren Buffett says so clearly is, you know, once you have a certain amount of money, having any more money than that doesn't do anything for you. I mean, once you're you have 1 billion dollars, 2 billion dollars doesn't in any way make you more I mean, obviously we know money doesn't buy happiness, but it's not like you can do more. Right. So his point is instead of hoarding it away or just handing it to a generation below you Mm -hmm. that may then not have any drive to work or Mm -hmm. give back. See, that's the thing we are with the risk we run is that I really do believe in taking care of our family. Like, you know, Todd and I always talk about my parents were kind enough um, to pay for my college education. Actually, your
0: grandparents, right?
1: um my parents oh okay
0: yeah i thought your grand your grandma really can
1: Well, that. my grandma um my dad's mom had passed away when I was a freshman in high school mm-hmm. and I think that maybe that, Good chunk ha- of that helped right. but I do know that that was my parents plan gotcha. before that even occurred. Gotcha. So that was something they wanted to do and um you know that is wonderful where is Todd uh paid for college half, half of it and so That's I, a whole
0: nother discussion that you and I'll have at some point. It
1: is and but it is a discussion that we have and so I, I am, it's not that we can't give our kids things or help them in life or give them stability. You know, we get gifts from our parents sometimes, of mm-hmm. course. But it, when we hand down billions of dollars and say, here you go.
0: It doesn't help. It doesn't help. It doesn't help, help them.
1: Because then they have no sense of direction or they don't need to do anything right. to survive. Right. Because, and again, some people like... Um, uh, Jamie Johnson, who is the heir to the Johnson and Johnson mm-hmm. uh, He fortune. did that documentary. He did that documentary that I think Todd the, and I have talked about. It's called it per, The 1%, right? The 1%, about how he he knew inside that even though he was going to be handed down a certain amount of money and that he never had to worry about it, he had a drive to do things. He wanted to become a documentarian, and he wanted to shine a light on the wealthy and um, acknowledge the discrepancy. Um, and he it's actually, a good documentary. It's great. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it is. So in no way am I saying if you're handed money, then you're going to be worthless. Again, let's just – be in balance here um, but at the same time hit Warren Buffett's point is that whole concept may not be the best idea so let's give our money to philanthropic um, activities and organizations so we can uh, feed the world mm-hmm. hello so we can get vaccinations for children in other countries so we can help uh, people with AIDS and HIV so we you know there's so education mm-hmm. and so anyway
0: go ahead so I was at the airport last week because I was traveling for work and uh, I came across this Forbes magazine, and let's see what I is think she-
1: it's December 2nd.
0: Yeah, it's from December, I don't know. December 2nd, 2013, and it's got Bono and Bill Gates and these other people who I don't recognize. It's called um, Entrepreneurs Can Save the World, and it's the special film philanthropy issue.
1: Well, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to say, it just so happens that I was with my parents yesterday. My dad and I were having a conversation about how the government isn't working the way it used to. That, you know, I'm not saying we've always had trust in government over the course of the last 50, 60 years, but it used to somewhat work Mm -hmm. in people's favor. Mm -hmm. And there's been such a breakdown where government has so lost its way. And my, you know, my dad was obviously concerned and we were discussing it. And we got onto this track about how people know that the government isn't working very well right.
0: anymore. And we now live in a society where um, just the nature of economics, there are some filthy, filthy rich people in right. the world that hasn't come along in a long time.
1: And they now have the opportunity to make some change in this world. Some might
0: even call it a responsibility. A
1: responsibility. Thank you. That's a great word. And so the point is, is, and I'm not saying, okay, let's just allow our government to be broken. But while it is, Mm -hmm. or while we're working on changing it, because I do believe it'll change, um, these people are stepping up.
0: And um, so I'm going to go through a few examples because on page 94 of this Forbes magazine, it has the top 50. So the people who have given the most to charity in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the number one person on that list, as you might guess, Bill Gates. is Bill Gates. He's worth $74 billion and his lifetime giving is $28 billion, wow. which is, these numbers are impossible to get your arms around, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, $1 billion is $1,000 million. Yeah. I can't imagine how uh-uh. much that is. I know It's like trying to have a concept of the stars. It gives me a headache. Yes. So Warren Buffett, our guy Warren Buffett is number two, who's amazing. Uh, His net worth is 58.7 billion and he's given 25 billion so far, but he's going to give almost all of it away by the time he dies. Yes. So these guys are my heroes. Yeah. They're by far, I mean... Walter Payton was a hero of mine growing up, and I loved Walter because of the way he ran the ball and everything else. But And Malala is a hero. Right. And, I mean, we have many heroes. Right. So these guys are top on my list, but there is somebody who is even above these two guys. Who? And it's number nine on the list. Okay. Some guy I've never heard of. Okay. His name is Chuck Feeney. Okay. Never heard of it, right? So here's the deal. His net worth is only $2 million, which seems weird. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. So then um, – but his lifetime giving is $6.3 billion, okay? I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense. And the, the thing is it says co-founder of Duty Free Shoppers quietly donates everything he makes to health, human rights, and quality of life for older adults. So basically he keeps making money every year, but he gives – all, all of, of it away. And he does it in a way where he doesn't grant interviews very often. He doesn't stand from the mountaintop saying, mm, look at me. So cool. I am giving everything away. He just does it. I mean, and the thing is, we need both. We need the Bill and Mel- Melinda Gates and the We Warren need the Buffets. figureheads. We need the figureheads mm-hmm. that stand on the mountaintop And the Bonos. And the Bonos, whom I love, because they are so important because they um, – Build inertia. They get enthusiastic. They rally the troops. They rally the troops, and yeah. that's so important. Mm-hmm. But as much as I love what they did, it's this guy Chuck Feeney, who I've never heard of and probably won't ever hear of again, who gives all of his money away every year. I mean, I'm sure he's got a nice house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we talk about Tom Shadyac a lot. He right. basically had this huge estate, and he's basically now living in a double wide trailer. Right. Um, but those, that guy is and my hero. The,
1: the truth is, 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 uh, you know, he's still worth two million dollars, mm-hmm. and people are like, yeah, but he could be worth a billion. Mm-hmm. That's not going to make him happier. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing that. people people who, you know, it's like the quote that Jim Carrey said, I wish everybody could be a millionaire for a week, Mm -hmm. because then they'd realize that's not it. Mm -hmm. That's not what's going to make you happy. That yes, if you are struggling, and if you are." Hard, if you have a hard time paying the bills or putting food on the table, yes, then money is something that is necessary for your survival needs. But what you once you get to a certain point, it doesn't shift your happiness level. And we know this research-wise. This yeah. is not just Kathy saying this. There's been research done that once you get to a certain point financially, that making more money doesn't change your happiness level. Right. So. This guy is still worth $2 million, yeah. and but he's giving away well, everything he, he has. He's worth
0: $2 million, but this year alone, or total giving in 2012, he gave... $313 million away. Amazing. So basically he just made all this money totally. and gave it all away totally. less $2 million.
1: And, and I'm not trying to say he's still worth $2 million, He should be giving more. That's not what I mean. What I mean is he's doing just fine. Yeah. But what people will say is, but he could have more. But everybody, that doesn't do anything mm, for him. I know. I mean, so, you know, so, and unfortunately, Todd, I think why this is difficult is our society is run on the idea of that, the more you have, the better you are, and that success is only determined by growth. Yep. And because those are our underlying kind of the underbelly of our society, um, it's very difficult for people to give away yep. because they think that they need to have more. You know, it's kind of like the idea when I first moved to Chicago, I was making $16,000. And, you know, as I you know, got older and got into my twenties, I was obviously making a lot more than that, but it was still never enough. Mm-hmm. And when I say a lot more, not a lot, lot, I was a well, social Well, what worker. happens is
0: you make more pay, you make more in your weekly paycheck and your lifestyle increases by exactly. that much, if not more. Exactly. And that is a cycle that we are all in, not we are all in, a lot of us are in. It can be so easily gotten into. Right. So I guess my point is, is that the
1: Todd and I were talking yesterday and he said, you're going to love this magazine and he handed it to me. And I said, isn't it interesting how now that we're like, 42 or you're 41 i'm 42 right. that our heroes have changed, mm-hmm. that I would have never thought of these people as my heroes before, and the reason that they're heroes um, and, and again, there are many other heroes out there, but mm-hmm. the reason that I think of them as leaders and people that yeah, you know that I like to follow their lead is because they are walking the walk. Mm-hmm. They are saying, like you said, we have this money. what can we do to change the world?
0: Um, So we talked about um, the show we did a few weeks ago. That's uh, the title of that podcast is three documentaries that will change your life. We talked about uh, the Bill Gates, Warren Buffett thing. So if you want to hear that, that's, I think, three weeks ago. And then I will I'll try to find this um, article online. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's out online yet, but I'll put it in the show notes.
1: You know what else we didn't talk about, Todd? What? How much time do we have?
0: We got about four minutes.
1: Nelson Mandela. Oh, yeah. We, should, we could have dedicated the show to Nelson Mandela. We can right now. All right.
0: Moment of silence Moment for of Nelson silence. Mandela. Thank you.
1: Talk about a hero.
0: Yes. It's amazing. And it's funny how quickly I get agitated because I asked the girls the next day. They had the Our fifth grader and our third grader spent the whole day at school. And I said, do you hear about Nelson Mandela? Because I actually told Cameron about it the day it happened. Mm-hmm hoping that they would say oh yeah this is what we heard about him this is what we talked about and neither one of them had heard anything. And it just bothers me. And I know these schools have a curriculum and they have to keep everything on course.
1: They have, they have course. A, Right.
0: But stop what you're doing for a half an hour and talk about what this man did <laughs> and what he had to teach. Well, a half an hour would be asking quite a bit. I'm not saying he's not worth it. I'm saying
1: this is the uh, misunderstanding of what a teacher has to do during the day. Take the 10 schedule minutes. that they're on. Yeah.
0: I mean, and skip recess, whatever it is.
1: Well, and maybe. They'll talk about it
0: this week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll they talk wanted about it. to get their ducks in a row. Right. But, anyways, yeah. It's... Well,
1: and you know, it's just as far as talk about a man who, you know, um, lived forgiveness and who made a choice to not carry around his past experiences and took the power and the energy that that gave him and changed the world. He sure did. Changed many people's lives, became president. Um, became the leader for way beyond his country, and is you know now a symbol um, of hope and a symbol of forgiveness and a symbol of what it means to love. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, they're going to be talking about this guy for hundreds and hundreds of years. Well, yeah, forever. <laughs> And you two just came out with a video because they're doing a Mandela movie, I think. Oh, cool! And you two has a new video called Ordinary Love, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. Have
1: we? We haven't watched Invictus, have we? we is should that the Matt Damon that. thing? Yeah, no. and that is. I mean, it's about the soccer team mm-hmm. and about how Mandela played a role in that. Right. Um. And I have not seen that, but um, and Oprah just aired an interview that again we missed of her interview with Mandela from the '90s. Um. But if you have kids. I would recommend, you know, old enough to anywhere from first grade or up, maybe even kindergarten, Mm. that to make sure that they know who this man is. Absolutely. I'm sure he will be on the time for kids. You know how the girls come home with those. I'm sure he'll be on the cover. Sure. Um, But, you know, we need to raise ourselves some little girls and boys who look at Nelson Mandela as a,
0: a hero and role model. Instead of the Kim Kardashians? I, Yes um so promotion okay girl rising yes we hit our number we hit
1: our number woo we clapping please oh
0: sorry uh clapping coming
1: clapping. What Todd means by that is that the Girl Rising showing in uh, Lombard AMC Theater on January 21st has been given the green light. We got 105 reservations. Um, thank you for everybody who ordered their tickets. We are so excited. And Todd just checked on the website today, and it looks like 42 more seats have opened up. Mm-hmm. And what that means is they either put us in a bigger theater, or we just needed the 105 to have it be a go. And um, For so- those
0: of uh, our listeners who don't know what you're talking about, oh, sorry. what is Girl Rising? Girl
1: Rising is a documentary critical acclaimed documentary about girls uh, from all over the world who are fighting for their right for education uh, the you know the trailer starts out talking about Malala and about her fight for education and the point of the documentary is she's not alone there's girls all over the world who are maybe not uh, don't have as loud a voice as Malala does.
0: Versions of Malala.
1: But they are versions of yeah. Malala. And so the documentary is really important to have an understanding of the freedoms that we have and also to help our girls and boys understand the, what other people don't have and to acknowledge what we and be grateful for what we have. And my recommendation is if you decided to go, um, fifth grade and up, yes, if you decide to take your daughters. And herself. our themes of
0: the show was forgiveness and heroes and talk about Mandela encompassing those two ideas. Yeah. And then, um, Malala too. Yeah. Like she's been pretty clear and she's pretty well-spoken even though English is not her first language, but, um, you know she doesn't carry this bitterness i don't oh, think oh no towards, no she's totally
1: forgiven yeah. the you know she's obviously she's still going to fight for everything that she wants but she doesn't carry around right. you know and as she said even when she knew that she was being targeted by the Taliban the thing that she wanted to say to whoever decided they were going to shoot her is i want um, freedom for you and i want freedom for your daughter too mm-hmm. so you know that's that, that's some that's some big hearts much bigger than the grinch that's
0: right Sweetie, don't spoil it because that's going to be my, um, uh, my, uh, Movie lines for think next that's week. that's
1: probably my fave.
0: You're a mean, mean one. one, Mr. Mr. Grinch. Grinch. So a few other things. You have two books that um, would be great Christmas presents?
1: Yeah, if you have um, a friend who is expecting or um, people in your life who have children or even for your grandparents um, in your lives, if you, the books The Self-Aware Parent and The Self-Aware Parent 2 are available on Amazon and they are also available on my website, KathyCAdams.com,
0: for $20 for both. So I suggest you go there. And we can't forget about our last partner, Avid Company. Yes. Painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Number 630 956 1800. Give them a call if you need anything uh, done in your house.
1: Yeah, especially if you're looking for in the new year to make some changes or, you know, update your basement or something. Give Jeremy a call.
0: Um, And then we have a new website that's going to be up in the next few weeks, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully
1: hopefully in the next few days. Mm -hmm. Weren't we talking about soon. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll post it on our Facebook page. And I
0: have my men's adventure retreat coming up on Feb- February 28th through March 2nd, so if you're interested in that and you're a man, uh, shoot me an email. I can't go. Comments, you are not okay. invited. Okay. Comments is in parentingradio.com and then do you want to talk about BU for the spring or no?
1: Um, you know, yeah, sure. I'll. As Todd's closing out the show here, I'll say this. We haven't really started marketing because we already have five girls ready for BU spring, but if you have a daughter, if you're hearing this and you're in Elmhurst and you have a daughter in Um, uh, fifth grade um, give me send us an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com and you know if you want her to be involved in our BU program if you listen to the show you know what it is because that would be a whole nother 30 minutes Um, and let us know that you're interested we'll give you more information but like I said it's already half full so we only have about five spots left
0: so shoot us an email all right and then uh, finally give us a review on iTunes and we'll give you a shout out um, on the next week's show yeah And uh,
1: And have a great holiday week. Take some deep breaths and enjoy it. Be present for it.
0: Just breathe, man.
1: And forgive yourself.
0: That's right.